Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Clausen, and today I chat with Maria Marlowe. The Peaceful Power Podcast is here to help you live a movement-based lifestyle, utilizing fitness, yoga, and Ayurvedic techniques. Each week, I will bring you a motivational guest or a solo show geared to help you take action to live that peaceful, powerful life. A little background on Maria. She helps busy women improve their health, reach their ideal weight, and clear up their acne by upgrading their diet. She's a certified integrative nutrition health coach and founder of mariamarlow.com. It's a place to learn how to optimize our diet and lifestyles to look and feel our best every day. And let me tell you, her website is awesome. If you're looking for new recipe ideas, um, I've already actually uh, been on there and tried a different, a few different ones um, with radishes that I had in my garden. And we talked about that in the interview. So I would definitely check that out if you're kind of in the um, space for wanting to try some new recipes. And it's a great website to check out. She gives us so many nuggets and so many different um, ways to shop online for healthy foods that is going to save you money. So we talk about grocery shopping. Um, we talk about different ways that we can clear up our skin and um, different programs that um, will help you kind of get you pointed in the right direction if that's been something that you've been struggling with. So I really enjoyed our conversation. I think you guys are going to have tons of little takeaways and um, you know, make sure you write down all these websites. I'll put them in the show notes, show notes as well. So that way you can find them um, in case you are wondering, oh shoot, what was that website again? Um, it will all be um, on the website and that's going to be at andreaclausen.com backslash one, let me get it for you, backslash 153. So andreaclausen.com slash podcast 153. So that's where you can find all the show notes in case you want to get down those websites um, that she chats about with me on today's interview. All right, so without further ado, here is today's episode. Today's episode is sponsored by my free dosha quiz. It's at andreaclausen.com backslash quiz. So I decided to create a super comprehensive quiz all about your dosha. So as you guys have heard me talk about Ayurveda, I wanted to give you guys the tools to understand what your dosha is and how you can start to implement some of the things that I'm teaching into your lives. And so whether you're a vata, pitta, or kapha, this quiz will help give you kind of details on what to do and by listening to the podcast, a little bit more understanding of exactly how Ayurveda can fit into your lives. So head on over to andreaclausen.com backslash quiz to take that free quiz and learn more about your dosha. Welcome to the Peaceful Power Podcast. I am here today with Maria Marlowe, and I'm super excited to chat um, like grocery shopping and some food stuff and food tips. So I'm going to kind of throw it over to you, Maria, and let you kind of do a quick introduction on yourself and tell us um, kind of how you got to where you are. Sure. So I'm an integrative nutrition health coach and I did not grow up eating healthy. I grew up eating lots of processed junk foods and long story short, I had really bad acne. I was sick all the time and I was about 20 pounds heavier than I am now. And so I tried various things to fix all of my problems. But when I finally discovered this concept of food as medicine and tried it, that's when things actually started to change. That's when my acne cleared up and I lost 20 pounds pretty easily. And I realized that I stopped getting sick as often. So this got me really interested in nutrition. And I sort of went down this nutrition rabbit hole and eventually decided to change career paths and uh, study nutrition, study plant-based cooking. And now I have an integrative nutrition practice based in New York City, as well as a healthy rep 
a healthy recipe website, which is mariamarlo.com. And my mission is basically just to teach people the power of food and how to make healthy living as easy and fun and effortless as possible. Oh, I love it. So have you like always been this driven, you know, female person who's like, I'm going to take on everything that comes my way? Or was that something that kind of just came as you started eating healthier? That's a great question that no one's ever asked me before. (laughs) You know, I've always been a very passionate person. And when I get interested in something, I go all the way. That being said, I get interested in a lot of things. So (laughs) when I found found nutrition, that is the one sort of overarching thing that I just, I guess, was the most interested in or am the most interested in. And I feel the most passionate about, like, I really believe that if we change our diets, we can change our lives and really upgrade our lives. Uh, And the more people that eat healthier, I think the world would actually be a better place, right? Less sickness, less moodiness, less uh, sick days, like all of these things. So yeah, I don't know, something about food and nutrition really lit a spark in me. And that has helped me be so, so driven in my career and path with it. Oh, and what age, you know, were you when you kind of started making those transitions? So I first learned about food as medicine when I was probably like 19, around that age, 1920. And um, yes, it was a very step-by-step. Like I didn't change my diet immediately overnight. I just started implementing small things here and there and kind of adding on, adding on, um, and just learning more over the years. And is that something when people are starting to make those changes, that's kind of the first thing that you teach people is small changes versus over, you know, hauling everything in their lives? Totally, 100%. Because I feel like if you make it too difficult for people, they feel like they're deprived. They feel like they lost the fun in their life, right? There's so much that's connected to food. So I don't want to do that because I feel like when people go on these crazy, hardcore changes or crazy hardcore diets, then they usually only stay on them for a short period of time and throw in the towel. I feel it's so much more important to tackle the biggest issues first or the lowest hanging fruit first. And then once you get a hang of that and you get used to that way of eating, that new habit, then you can add on the next one. Yeah. I, we were, I, my father-in-law, we're, we were just talking about this because he had went to a Um, I think it was six things for how to stay younger, six tips. And he was telling me the tips, you know, and they were sleep, diet, exercise, um, drinking water, you know, just basic things. And he was, he looked at me and he's like, to be honest, you know, pretty easy stuff, you know, but for myself and probably for you, I was like, yeah, but for a lot of people, I'm like, that's, it's hard like the, to tackle all six of those at once. Cause we were talking about one of his coworkers who went and he, you know, just decided to start with one of those habits and slowly making those changes. And I'm like, if you're going to do any health habits, that little change, it can grow into something bigger. And soon, you know, all six will be easy, but starting with just maybe one thing. Exactly. And we're all at different stages and different places in our health journey and our health habits. And so, yes, I really feel like, you know, if you can conquer one and then you realize like you feel better from doing it, you feel like you've hit it every single day, that gives you confidence to want to do more and to add on that next habit. And if there's any, like maybe with nutrition in particular, is there anything that you're like, Hey, this is something that everyone could benefit from? 
eating more vegetables. Mm, yes. <laughs> I think we, we definitely, CDC, CDC statistics show that Americans are severely deficient in vegetables. Um, we don't eat nearly enough. And so I think that is one habit that if we just simply ate more or eat the, ate the amount of servings we're supposed to eat a day, um, that would help a lot of people uh, feel better, improve their digestion because of the fiber, increase their vitamin intake because of all the nutrients, uh, maybe help them lose a little weight. So that is the one tip, the best tip I could give you. Yes. And if people are like, I hate vegetables, what do you say to them? So I used to hate vegetables too. When, when I was growing up, I did not eat any vegetables besides French fries and tomato sauce on pizza, if you count that as a vegetable. Um, and so when I first discovered this food as medicine and learned, okay, I need to eat more vegetables and fruits, I thought I was really basically just going to be eating salad and smoothies or just mm. fruit. like I didn't know that there were other options. But I think if you don't like vegetables, there's a few different ways you can experiment with them. So first of all, experiment with different ways of cutting the vegetables because surprisingly enough, that makes a huge difference. And one trend that has gained a lot of popularity is spiralizing vegetables. Yeah. Yes, because then they resemble spaghetti. And who doesn't ah, like spaghetti? I love it. <laughs> so that's one way to, to cut them differently. Even like, so for example, personally, radishes. I don't particularly like radishes. And if they're cut thick, it's very hard for me to eat them. But if I cut them paper thin or use a mandolin to, to slice them, then they're a lot more tolerable. Um, so that's, that's one option. Another option is to play with the different spices because, or, and dressings, because very often that is really what you're primarily going to be tasting versus the actual vegetables. And many vegetables don't have a very strong flavor. It's more the texture. So play with different spice blends, play with different dressings and see if you like vegetables a little bit more when you have different seasonings. And uh, a third thing you can do is just play with different ways of cooking them. So for example, I love greens and I eat a ton of them, but I hate steamed greens. I think they're absolutely <laughs> disgusting. You know, they get really tough and they're hard to chew and they're really not very tasty at all. But if I saute them or if I make kale chips by roasting them, um, if I put it in a salad with an avocado dressing, there's so many other ways to eat the greens that I like, but there are certain ways I just won't. So make sure if you think, oh, I hate Brussels sprouts or, oh, I hate kale. Oh, I hate this. Maybe it's just the way that your mom made it or, you know, the way that you're used to it being served, but experiment with different recipes and you might find that you actually do like it. Yeah. I love that. And especially, you know, like I, I'm sure my mom was learned from her mom and so forth. And so if you're only exposed to maybe that little small portion of, Hey, this is how you, we always eat broccoli. And then maybe, you know, you get married and you're like, Whoa, my in-laws cook it completely different. And you're like, I actually like broccoli now. And just little things like that, where you might not have even thought to cook it this way. Cause I know for me, I used to not season, I never season meat. And so like I would have plain chicken, broccoli and rice and no seasoning on any of that. And it was the most bland, disgusting thing only because I didn't realize people put seasoning on these foods until I met my husband. And he was like, this is disgusting. We need to teach you how to season things. So I was like, oh, I didn't even realize this thing. <laughs> That's hysterical, but so true. I'm sure so many people, I mean, myself included, have experienced a similar thing. Yeah, where you're like, oh, just got to expand my little horizon. And what do you know? It's not too bad. 
Right. And you know, now with the internet, we have so many recipes at our fingertips. We have recipe videos. You could of course look into some cookbooks. Uh, There's just so many ways that we can get recipes. And so, yeah, there's really no excuse for not trying something new. Yeah. And I know all the recipes, because I was looking at your website, are those all recipes that you've created? Yes, they are. Oh my gosh. You have to check, you guys have to check it out. Cause I was looking through some of them and there was one and, um, Oh, it was in my garden. I want to say it was with radishes, like a radish and olives, oh, uh, a little salad that you had. And I have radishes growing right now that I was just picking and I'm like, what do I do with them? So I'm like, I'm going to have to try this salad recipe. Yeah, that's good. And there's also a radish salsa. That's really good as well. <laughs> See little things like that, where I'm like, I was just going to eat it plain, but now, you know, Hey, why not put a little olive in there? That sounds delicious. Right. Love it. So kind of switching gears now into grocery shopping, because this is something that um, I know many of us do. Some people love it. Some people hate it. But, you know, if we're on a budget and we want to eat healthy, I think that's probably the number one thing I hear, you know, from my clients are like, how do I, how do I do this? How do I not, um, you know, spend my entire paycheck while I grocery shop for maybe organic produce? So what are some like major tips that you have about, you know, um, cause you have a whole book on this about grocery shopping. Yeah. So I, I made the book because of precisely that reason. I think we all want to eat healthy, but we don't want to break the bank. And we also, I mean, I know personally when I started embarking on a healthier way of eating, I was so overwhelmed and confused mm-hmm. by the amount of products and information in the store that it was just, I was just like overwhelmed and, and couldn't make any decisions. So, um, so a few, few tips. So first off, when it comes to produce, frozen produce, is actually an excellent option because not only is it less expensive than the fresh produce, it's typically, depending where you live, uh, actually more nutritious or just as nutritious. And the reason for that is, so for example, I'm on the East Coast, most of the food is coming from the West Coast. And so it has to be trucked here, shipped here, and it's picked when it's underripe and then it ripens, you know, two weeks later once it's actually in the grocery store. And when food is picked at its peak ripeness, that's when it's actually there, it's most nutritious. So with the frozen produce, they pick it at peak ripeness and they flash freeze it, which locks in majority of the nutrients. So when you're getting it from the freezer bag, you're actually getting a just as nutritious, if not more nutritious produce than if you bought it fresh. Um, so that's a great tip. Another tip is for any sort of dry goods, I love ordering them from vitacost.com, which when I discovered this, this was such a lifesaver because it basically has all of the same health food store brands, but at 25 to 50% cheaper. So for example, when I'm getting olive oil or coconut oil, spices, snack foods, um, even like parchment paper or uh, like household goods, I get it there. And it's, it's so much cheaper. I save like literally over a thousand dollars a year using them. Oh my goodness. And that's Vita cost. You said, yeah, it's V I T A C O S T. It's yeah. It's life-changing once you start, yeah, start like, using putting it. that in the show notes and checking it out myself. Yeah. Um, Also for seafood. So seafood, if you go to the next time you go to the grocery store, take a close look at all the signs for the, where the fresh seafood is. And you'll notice that a lot of the seafood probably says previously frozen. Mm -hmm. So you can actually save a ton of money, about 25 to 30% by buying frozen seafood. And 
because th that fresh, so-called fresh seafood that you're that they're charging you more for was actually previously frozen anyway. So you might as well buy the frozen, save the money, and then you know um, you're still getting basically the same fish. Wow, I, I have never heard that. I'm always weary being in the Midwest. Our the fish here is not always it's not always great. Um, so that's where I'm always on the lookout for some good fish. So I will have to check that one out. Yeah. And just one last tip there, you know, in terms of fresh produce and animal products like meat, seafood, there are a number of resources online now that you can order, order them and order high quality, like organic meats and animal products, grass fed or pasture raised. And they're typically, because they don't have that overhead of the store, they are typically going to be a bit cheaper. So it kind of varies by region, um, but you can look into, um, you know, local farms and local businesses in your area that might offer that service. And there's a website called localharvest.org, which will allow you to find farmers markets, um, community supported agriculture or CSAs and other, other ways that you can get basically farm fresh animal products and even produce, uh, at a, usually a cheaper, a better price than if you're getting it through the grocery store and fresher. Mm -hmm, I love it. That's, um, I mean, that's something too, just to ask around because my, my family are farmers and my brother raises um, cows and he sells meat, but people just have to ask him. And so sometimes it's even just asking like, Hey, do you do this? Like, and he will do that. And his is organic and grass fed. And so sometimes it's just asking the farmer um, in your area that you might know. Exactly. I'm, I'm actually quite jealous of you because you have like <laughs> local farms uh, right around you. Yes. And, then and I usually get that. it for free too, which I'm totally is nice because my brother will be like, I have an extra cow. Like, do you guys want it? We're like, yeah. So wow. no, I'm spoiled that's, in that way. <laughs> that's awesome. So as far as some other grocery tips, like this is one that I, so I'm from a small town. Like it was, it's, to get to a grocery store, like my mom and my, my mom and my dad, and they all still live down there. Um, to, but to go grocery shopping, it's 30 miles or 60 miles away. And so like for her, I just remember going to Sam's club when we, cause I have three brothers, so there's four of us or six people in our family. So she would just buy a whole bunch of stuff in bulk. And then she said it was such, it was hard for her to find, you know, just the fresh produce. Cause it would just be in and out so often, you know, having to travel that many miles, um, are there any tips for people maybe who are traveling a long ways, um, you know, besides, Hey, I got my, you know, frozen veggies, or is that kind of their best bet? That's a good, good question. So, you know, now again, with online, there are so many resources that will ship. So I know that, uh, there's another website called thrive market, and mm -hmm. I believe they're starting, I know on the West coast, they're shipping fresh produce, but I think nationwide they're, they're shipping animal products. So that actually could be another good option. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would look into like that local harvest and see if there's anything, any farms local within the nearest, you know, 50, 100 miles that maybe have a CSA or community supported agriculture where they'll bring um, fresh produce. Like you basically order a box and every week you'll get fresh produce delivered to one certain pickup point. Mm. Um, so that could be an option. And there are a couple, uh, you know, I don't know off the top of my head because I usually end up 
personally buying the produce uh, close because there's a farmer's market close by. Um, but there are definitely resources where you can buy fresh produce online um, and organic produce online. So I would maybe just do a little research into that. So that way you don't feel like you have to, you know, travel 30 miles or 60 miles every time, you know, you, you need fresh, fresh food. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, what about, uh, you know, kind of now switching into what are some great, like maybe staples to always have in the pantry, you know? So like when you do go grocery shopping, like if you need to throw together a meal really quick, what are some of the best things to kind of have on hand? So there are, that's actually a good question. Uh, so definitely the frozen produce. So I like to have frozen berries and fruit for smoothies. And I also love to have frozen veggies like artichoke hearts or peas, carrots, anything, broccoli. Uh, and one of my favorite quick weeknight meals is a pasta primavera. So mm. I'll buy um, a gluten-free pasta. I, I love chickpea pasta, like Explore Cuisine is a great brand. Uh, and they sell that on Vitacost. And so I'll make a bean-based pasta, which is naturally gluten-free and high in protein, high in fiber. And then I'll just add in some frozen vegetables. So what I literally do is I'll boil a pot of water. I'll add the bean pasta, which only takes like six to nine minutes, depending on the variety. And then the last few minutes, I'll throw in some frozen vegetables into the water so they can cook a bit. And then, you know, your dinner is ready. I just season it with a little olive oil, salt, maybe some spices, and then that's it. So that's one really good one. Another one that I love is a quick Thai curry. So I love keeping coconut milk, like a can of coconut milk on hand, and then a jar of curry paste. And Thai Kitchen is, in my opinion, the most flavorful and delicious. So that's the brand I love to use for both coconut milk and the curry paste. Mm -hmm. And again, you could order those on Vitacost. Uh, and then I would add vegetables. So either fresh vegetables or you can use frozen vegetables. Like, uh, you know, they usually have like a medley of broccoli and cauliflower and carrots. Just you throw that in the pot uh, and it's basically ready in 20 minutes. So those are two of my quick pantry go-tos. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. I love cooking with coconut milk. I just kind of discovered that with, uh, what is it? Is it quinoa? Yeah. Quinoa and black beans and coconut milk. And I just throw those together and it's so easy for like a quick lunch. Yeah. And coconut milk is just so creamy and satisfying. Yes. I know I got to add veggies to it. Cause I'm like, Oh, I always forget. Like I can add something else to it. So that was, it's a good little reminder. Yes. So switching gears now, um, cause I want to talk about some beauty routines. Um, cause this is something, I don't know if I've really talked about too much on the show at all. So in particular, like you had said, you know, you had, you know, struggled with acne. Um, and I think that's something that, I mean, I know I did growing up. I'm sure many of us kind of can relate to that. So what are some things that maybe that we're not thinking about that food, you know, can help us kind of clear up our skin? So yeah, we're not really taught that food has any connection or direct correlation to our skin. And it turns out if we're eating inflammatory foods that can in fact not only cause acne, but even premature aging because inflammation can cause wrinkles. So uh, in particular, sugar, for example, is pro-inflammatory. So if we're eating too much sugar, that can trigger acne. Uh, and even just processed foods in general, uh, usually any sort of refined carbs or grains are going to be high glycemic and have a very similar uh, effect on the body as sugar. And so when we eat too many of those foods, that can spark inflammation and that can spark acne. And on the flip side, not having enough of certain nutrients has also been linked to acne. So for example, vitamin A, 
Uh, there's been research that shows when people are deficient in vitamin A, that, that could cause acne, um, chromium, zinc. Uh, so there are a few different vitamins that if we don't have enough, that could be a problem. And then when we simply add in more of that specific nutrient, then we reduce our, our acne. So I think making sure that we're eliminating the processed and refined foods and pro-inflammatory foods and adding in plenty of the nutrient-rich vegetables, fruit, um, omega-3s are also really important for our skin. So omega-3 is a fatty acid, an essential fatty acid that we need to get through our food. And many people are deficient in it because it's not actually found in a lot of foods. So it's primarily in seafood and then certain nuts and seeds like chia seeds or walnuts. And if you don't eat seafood or eat walnuts and chia seeds on a regular basis, it, it is very easy to not have enough. Um, and so simply making sure that we're eating enough of those foods and getting enough omega-3, that can be another way to make sure that our skin stays clear. Hmm. That's, um, yeah. And how do you, like, besides just eating plain walnuts or even chia seeds, like blend them up and throw them into recipes would be an idea for people just who are like, I don't want to eat them plain. Yeah, for sure. So chia seeds, I love actually using the coconut milk to make a chia pudding. So yeah. it's sort of like a tapioca pudding because the chia absorbs water and it kind of makes like a gel or it absorbs liquid. And so uh, chia pudding is great. You could add them to smoothies. That's probably one of the easiest ways. For walnuts, I sometimes use those in healthier desserts. So I'll use walnuts and dates and I'll blend those together and that can make a crust for like a healthy uh, cashew based cream cake or, um, you know, brownies or all sorts of different things. So yeah, you can definitely, if you don't like eating that food on its own, you can definitely find recipes where you can sort of hide it or add it in some way. Oh, that's great. Um, and I know you have, uh, is an eat beauty program that's coming up. Yeah. So, um, so eat beauty is a 90 day program that helps people reverse their acne naturally. And what it does is it really walks you through figuring out what are your triggers because for different people, it's different things. So some people, it might be a nutrition deficiency for some people. It might be that they're eating too many inflammatory foods. Others, it could be stress. It could be hormones. So there's various different causes of acne. And what this program does is it helps you figure out which are your triggers and it may be more than one and then it gives you the precise plan and foods to eat to reverse that and to sort of reverse that that issue uh, so it's not just diet there is a meal plan but it's also lifestyle factors so for example if stress triggers your acne then yes there are certain foods that can help alter your hormones and help reduce your stress to some extent but you also have to actually deal with the stress from a mindset perspective and you know maybe moving your lifestyle around a little bit so it really just kind of gives you a step-by-step -step plan to reversing acne naturally through diet and lifestyle and then also natural beauty products because I think, mm. you know, when I was really struggling with acne in the beginning, I was trying to basically scrub it away or peel it away with all <laughs> these harsh chemicals and harsh products. And, you know, they had lasers and this and that. And, you know, when we go back to more natural products and gentle products, our skin responds more favorably when we're gentle than when we're harsh. So using more natural products to, to really calm and soothe our inflamed skin. 
Oh, yeah, that is one that I've had chats with, with, you know, a few other people. And I don't remember which one I used, but I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was so probably not great. But that's what they sold, you know, growing up to the teenagers. Like you need to have this like harsh chemical product with who knows what it did to us, you know? And we're like, oh gosh, it's not exactly the best thing for, you know, skin that's already inflamed and sensitive and we're just going to scrub it and treat it, you know, and inflame it some more. I know, like those apricot scrubs, those were really big, which are so harsh and, you know, like chemical peels and, you know, things like you go out in the sun and then you get sunburn or you literally just burn your skin off. Um, Oh gosh, so not good for us. No. (laughs) And is there anything like um, websites for like people who are looking into you, like more natural products that you recommend? So yeah, so I have a great blog post on that on my site. Um, so it's mariamarlo.com. And on the blog, I think it's just uh, the post is organic, my favorite organic skincare. Um, and then I kind of go through some of the products because I've tried literally seemingly all of them. Um, and then the best ones kind of depending on what your skin needs. Uh, so I think that would be a great, a great starting point. Perfect. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes as well. And so in case people are on the lookout for that, because that's something that I personally, um, I mean, after becoming a mom have become super interested in is just the stuff that we're putting, you know, on our bodies and that are in our environments. Like we were at a cabin and just got back today and they were spraying something in the yard and the guy wasn't wearing a mask. He was wearing gloves. And I'm like, I brought my son back in and I would told my father-in-law, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I don't, I don't know what's in there. You know, it could be, who knows? And he's like, well, yeah, years ago, we didn't think some of the chemicals that, you know, clearly caused damage to us were dangerous back then. So he was like, it's probably a good decision. I'm like, you just, you just don't know. I know it's so crazy. And, you know, even there's chemicals in our scented candles, in our food packages, in everything. And so wherever we can reduce our chemical or toxin exposure, I think that's a good idea. So I think you made a great decision to stay inside until, you know, hopefully that cleared out and the air took it away a little bit before you went out. Yeah. We just ended up because we were heading home anyway. So I was like, Oh, sorry. I guess we're done playing outside. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, those, you got to trust those little intuitions that, you know, that we all have. And I did the same with candles um, a few years ago before the soy candles are pretty much the only thing I'll use or I'll just make my own. And um, I remember telling, I teach a group of senior citizens and uh, I was telling them like, gosh, I just feel if I burn my, it was from um, Bath and Body Works. If I burn the candle too long, I just felt this gross, like, like my throat was kind of closing up and phlegm and I just felt funny if it was, you know, three hours and I left it burning and it would leave my wall black. Well, you know, then come to find out a few years later, that's, you know, causes asthma and it's linked to so many bad health conditions. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, thank goodness I trusted myself. Cause I'm like, this just doesn't seem right. That this candle would be doing this to me. Right. Yeah. And then you kind of think you're crazy or other people might tell you you're crazy, right? They're They're like, like, why would they sell this? That's what everyone always says. Why would they sell it then? I'm like, oh my gosh, no. Yeah. No, I know. That's why it's so important to listen to our intuition and, you know, put, cover our ears a little bit, put the blinders on when other people are trying to influence us. Um, You know, usually your gut feeling is, is the correct feeling. Yeah. And just doing, I mean, it's so easy now to do the research and be like, okay, you know, look online and see what you can find from, you know, credited, I mean, studies or other people who might have the same opinions and just kind of looking and seeing, okay, what's, what's out there? What can I find out? 
Exactly. And luckily now there are just so many brands popping up in all different areas. Like, so for example, with healthier candles that are made with better waxes and have a cleaner burning wick and, you know, only use essential oils. They don't use these synthetic fragrances. So you can definitely find them. I love that you make them. I think that's super awesome. I know I just started last, last winter and I gave some away and they actually, I was like, how did it go? And they're like, no, I could smell it. I'm like, all right, this is good. You know, and it was essential oils and it's actually not too hard. If anyone's looking to make one, it's not too bad to make. And it doesn't take that much time. If you just do a few, it, you know, I did like six at a time and popped them out and gave them as gifts and kept some and it was delightful. Yeah. That's so, so cool. That's yeah. That's my experiment this year or the next probably few years is like, what can I make? And like, I have an aunt and uncle who have bees and they are working on making, um, chapstick like with their beeswax. And, you know, I just, I just love exploring and seeing, you know, okay, when I have time or I make time to try to do these and, you know, that's all what it is. It's making time for some of this stuff and to eat healthier, to research, you know, even grocery shopping, where can we do this online? Just making the time to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And you just have to do the research once really, you know, yeah. or for a little short period of time and then you know it and then you can act on it. So and that's the same thing with cooking, like any of the recipes too on your site, once you're like, oh, okay. And you know, cause I think sometimes we think we have to create the wheel every single week instead just be like, no, I, I remember that recipe. Boom. This is all I need. I throw it together and here's dinner. Exactly. Yeah. I'm all about simplifying our life and making it more convenient. Mm. Well, um, I want to kind of wrap up with a few more questions, but first I want to know where we can find you at. Sure. So my website is mariamarlo.com and Marlo is M-A-R-L-O-W-E. And I also am on Instagram and posting very frequently. And that's also just my name, Maria Marlo. And I have a podcast as well called Happier and Healthier, which is available on iTunes and wherever podcasts are. Perfect. So um, I always like to ask one final question and it is a weekly challenge. So whenever I have guests on, I have you guys kind of throw out a little weekly challenge to all the listeners. So what would you like that challenge to be for everyone this week? So the weekly challenge that I'd love everyone to do is at many at, at as many meals as possible in the coming week, at least one a day, you make 50% of your plate vegetables. They could be cooked, they could be raw, doesn't matter. They could be any color you want, um, but just try and fill your plate half with vegetables. I love it. That is going to be good. I'm going to make my hubby do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have to let me know how it goes. I know. I'm like, oh, do you agree? So I have one final question with this, with the veggies. Do you agree with hiding the veggies for kids or not? You know, that's a controversial one. And I, I honestly, I think it's okay. Like if they're not going to eat it and that's the only way to get them to eat it, why the heck not? I mean, I, even for adults, I think that's, that's okay. what I was thinking. I was like for my husband as well, not just yeah. my child, but my husband. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, sometimes people just have these preconceived notions of things and it's yes. more as a mental, the thought, like yes. they have decided that, oh, I hate vegetables. I hate broccoli and they're just not going to eat it because of that, but they're not actually giving it a chance. If it tastes good, then, you know, they, they like it, they eat it. It's, uh, it shouldn't be a problem if it's hidden or snuck into something. Yes. I love it. I will. I will try that and get back to you. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you so much, Maria. It's been such a pleasure getting to chat with you. And um, definitely I have like a notes of all the stuff and places to try. So thank you for that. Yeah, totally. I enjoyed talking with you. Thank you guys. And everyone go out there and spread your peaceful power.
Thank you so much for listening to the Peaceful Power Podcast. And if you want more information about today's show, head on over to andreaclawson.com, where you can also find my free guide to working out for your body type. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you could rate and review the show over on iTunes and share it with any of your friends that you think would benefit from hearing the Peaceful Power message. Thanks again, and go out there and spread your peaceful power.